This is NRL Boom Rookies. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Boom Rookies. I am Matt Bungard, and alongside me, as always, Mitch Doyle. Hello. G'day, everybody. All right, we are back. We are getting closer to the start of the season. We've got actual trials with actual NRL players uh, in their teams this weekend. We're coming off the All-Star game, which which we did manage to watch decent chunks of, Mitchell. And, um, yeah, we're starting <laughs> to get back into the thing, swing of things. We'll have our team-by-team previews coming for you in, in, in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, but, yeah, it's, uh, we're, we're, we're starting, to, starting to really warm up and get back into it. Yeah, we are. We are. We we watched. We did watch the whole game. My memory of the entire game might be the issue, but <laughs> I remember parts of the All Star game on the weekend. But yeah, we um. I don't know. Is it next week? We start. The, I think we start the team previews from. Uh, we'll figure that. We'll, we'll work our way backwards again. The, the calendar doesn't exist until fully starts. So, and I do think it's next week. We should we'll start doing them again. Sure. Which is good. We'll go through each team, and uh, people liked that last year, which is um. You know, that's a thing. So <laughs> we'll try and give back. But uh, I guess we'll start there, though. Hey, the All-Stars game. Yeah, too easy. All right. So uh, the Maddie All-Star winning that one. Um, uh, it was okay. I don't like quarters. That was my main takeaway while I was watching this game. Get it out of here. Yeah, I get it's preseason, but I also hate the quarters. It's like it just it, yeah breaks the game up a bit too much. Uh, obviously found it be entertaining and again, got into this game more than I thought I would before. It's, you know, the, the war, the war cries and the war dance at the start are, are awesome. And they seem to add more, more, you know, flavor to them as, as the, as the years go by, like a three of the indigenous fellows who are Torres Strait Islander were wearing like traditional Torres Strait Islander gear. If you didn't understand what those three uh, guys with headwear, well, I don't even know. I don't want to, I'm going to say the wrong term, but whatever they were wearing on their faces, they were from Torres Strait Island. But yeah, I thought it started awesome. And then actually thought the game started really well and then never really got going. Like once it got wet weather and then it's pre-season and with teams that haven't played together, you can like kind of tell. Like neither team was getting anything going for like the entire second half. And I know there was two tries in the second half, but a bit of a fizzer. The best moments of the game, like Jordan Rapana killing men. I know people seem to hate Jordan Rapana. I, again, I still love him being an absolute moron. I don't know why they're <laughs> shoulder charging everyone into oblivion for whatever reason. And uh, Dave Fafida also, his run was awesome. And then, you know, pretty quiet after that. But um, I'm of the opinion, and I tweeted the other night, I'm sick of grading like Dave Fafida from like runs and kind of runs and tackles. We can't even on the amount of cool shit he does. And that was one cool shit out of one in the game, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah. He, he, he's a clown. Um, who Rapana? He's also rightfully get suspended <laughs> for a couple of weeks. Um, I don't you know, can't man. Take the game I, back I from him, mate. I guess not, but um, <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, I, I do believe that honestly, like, he's kind of helped at the tone for the, the Maori All Stars, and they went into the game with a with a better forward pack, and with the way you know the footy's been the last couple of years, it hasn't really been a great barometer for for measuring if the team's going to win or not, like it used to be. You know, often. Two, two years ago, you look at the pack and go, oh, they're going to win because their pack's going to shit it in, you know? But this game, having the wet weather and then none of the halves really playing well, it was pretty much was that, like, Joe Tarpany, Fisher-Harris just absolutely steamrolled the Indigenous pack. Like, Ryan James and Fafita in the middle, like, that didn't get much out of them. And then, you know, the halves, I thought, for the Indigenous All-Stars, like, Nico Hines is still finding his feet. And you can see why he hadn't made the grade at, um in the halves 
before he went to the storm and made it a fullback. Uh, Tricky Trindle's okay. And you can see Albert Kelly's hands and body don't really line up with his brain anymore. You know, he's probably going to play first go for Brisbane this year, but they weren't the crash hot. So when your full pack's not going forward and, you, and your halves aren't playing well, you know, there's not much guys like, you know, Rami and Adokar, the hammer, Will Kennedy can do. When it's pissing down, when it, when it's normal yeah. PVL ball, you just got you play touch. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, look. Uh, yeah. Look. I, I I also don't remember all that much about this game. Um, I remember Rapana killing on someone. I remember watching Jackass highlights on YouTube at halftime. Um, yeah, the 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 the, 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 the pregame stuff was the best part of the game for me. Um, yeah, it, it is every year though, even with the good games. So it just it gets you fired up for footy, and then the game starts off pretty well. And this will, you know, fizzer after that. But I still, I still enjoyed it. Yeah. All right. Um, let's move on. Um, Adam Reynolds injury crisis already, Mitchell. Uh, you've you've bought a lemon. Oh, we'll, we'll no, talk about Adam no, Nothing. Yeah, nothing. No, nothing. No. He's he's being rested for this weekend, which Kevin Walters already came out and said was just like because they didn't want to. Like they just thought he didn't need to be playing two yeah, trial games in back-to-back weeks, um, but of course some outlets pick that up as you know Adam Reynolds is already injured at Brisbane training. You do have Tessie New did, however, actually get a hamstring injury today and is now in danger of missing round one. So um, look, not great for Brisbane. Um, you mm-hmm. could have you know, I mean, you, you're going into round one with Reynolds locked in, but a lot of question marks around who's going to be playing 5-8 and now he's going to be playing fullback as well. So maybe it's better to just fork that one to the people's team and uh, focus on round two. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, people overread a lot into the trial lineups every year. Yeah. And David Mead is named in the number one jersey this week in the trial. And that could even be a factor of just like they haven't got a number one jersey that fits Selwyn Cobbo yet, you know? Maybe because it's simply, you know, we don't know how they play, but even then it's like, They'll split it up this week. Doesn't mean David Mead will play fullback round one if Tessie's out. So people in Supercoach and shit, calm down. Same thing with like uh, Kobe Heatherton starting at lock over Carrigan. I would love that to be the truth, but I'm like 90% certain that Carrigan's starting at lock. And if it's not round one, it'll be a couple of rounds later. I don't really give a shit about like, you know, again, it's not about those other things. We don't care who's really starting their round one. If you get me, if you know, it's like they're working the other way back. But there has been some other interesting stuff in the trials mm. that like things like, you know, Canelli. Lumelu from um, the the Cowboys is moving to the back row. Didn't see that coming. He's playing in the back row this week. He's played all off season, trained all off season in the back row. And they've got a you know our good friends Helium Lukey, Helium Lukey, and uh, Jeremiah Nanai. Who actually think his names might be like Iremia Nanai, but I think we just oh, call, cool. call him Jeremiah. I don't know what how that happened, but the Cowboys players don't call him Jeremiah. But anyway, Jeremiah Nanai, and Lukey there, and then also Ben Condon. Think it wouldn't be great for Canelli getting into first grade there, but his own words were like, "This is my easiest path." Um, somehow, Manly have got the fastest man alive in their in their team for their trial match. Harry, <laughs> yeah, Harry from Harry. the Corso. No, sorry, yeah. the second fastest after Harry from the Corso. Uh, told to Koloa, who apparently, according to Andrew Voss on the radio today, ran a ran a hundred meters in ten point five eight seconds as a seventeen year old. So well, there's, there's trouble for Jason Saab. That's his only skill set. That is literally. <laughs> that's, that's <what> <laughs> if he could just run a bit faster, then what's the point of Jason Saab? Um, someone who does have an actual injury and is not playing in that Brisbane trial is Tina Sumawali, who's got a knee issue still. So obviously, that's would be a big concern. Yeah, for somehow the, the captain, that, by the way, we forgot to talk about that. They made him the captain. Isn't that weird? Sure. I mean, the Titans are one of those teams where like 
I, I just, I don't really care what they do. Like, they're just kind of there. Yeah, the, but I, know, I understand, like, you can like, be a captain Wasn't Kevin Proctor their captain at one point? Yeah, and, and I know they haven't, and they got rid of Fogarty, obviously, and they haven't got a lot of, like, experienced players in there to really screaming captaincy. So I do understand that, but it just still felt weird it was Tino. Like, I look at the squad and I'm like, yeah, there probably isn't someone else that's calling out for captaincy. But I just, yeah, it still shocked me. Like, I know they're not going to give it to, like, for Feeder. They're not going to give it to Jared Wallace who might not be there next year. They're taking it from Kevin Proctor. And they're not going to just hand it to Sexton when he's, like, a young half. And it's like, <laughs> maybe was it, like, AJ Brimson? I was like, is that the other option? Who's also, like, 23? Yeah, so I guess it's um, is what it is. Uh, just going through the team list when I looked at them today, like, Jared Croker's back for the Raiders, so that's good. He's over his ailments, yeah. I, I, I guess, or I don't know. South have named a very a very weak team for their trailing to the Cowboys, which you kind of expect. Like Jackson Paulo playing in the centers, uh, Blake Torfin, Lachlan Elias at the one and the seven, Peter Mamazoulis in the nine. Like really very, very few of the, yeah, well, of the top line players playing. Well, obviously, Territy Shield, they, they obviously play a stronger team. But yeah, exactly. I do find the South trial a little interesting just because there is like those are the, I don't really care about most of the trials, but I like looking for the individual things like, you know, Jackson Paulo. Mm. Is he going to have a two trials at center maybe? And is yeah. he a shot for centers in round one? Because you do still have that center position that it's not, Resolved the Dan Gagai spot. Why should we just get Jacob Gagai to play there? But <laughs> yeah, and I know the trail has kind of kept his cards close to his chest about where he's going to play, but I don't think he's going to end up playing it in the centers. So you'd think well, um, it's Jackson Paulo or Tane Milne, you'd think. So that one's actually out of all the things in that game, one to watch the South fans. Souths wished a happy birthday to this young gun yesterday on their Twitter called Zane Bidjerak, and he's like 190 centimeters and 95 kilos, and he's playing on the wing for us. So Keeping an eye out for that as well. Um, Him and Kevin Graham on the same size. Mark. I don't know who he is, but that's a couple of a, big, a couple of large boys. On the a same lot of side Campbell Graham that. about him, <laughs> like the, the length, hey. But uh, like, uh, but yeah, and you've also like Lock and Ilias, Like, it still feels weird to me to believe that he's gonna be your halfback. Yeah, like um, I'd be, I wouldn't be shocked to see when the trails back. Wouldn't be shocked to see like Taff or even the trail standard in the halves. Honestly, I wouldn't be shocked if Cody goes to seven. And they don't really have a seven, and then that has put Blake Tarf or the trail to six. I'll back um, it. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe Lockley Ilias is good enough. I honestly haven't said enough of him to know. So I guess it's another one to watch in this game. But mm. I did think Blake Tarf looked like, you know, belonged in first grade last year. So maybe they find a spot for him. Yeah, I just don't know which one of the two it's going to be. Um, but I guess we'll find out. We will. We'll and find some, out soon. some of the other trials, like, there's not there's not all the team lists out just yet. Like the Warriors team is somewhat interesting because DWZ's playing in the centers. And this is the the troll. Reese Walsh is playing this one. Reese Walsh isn't playing round one. So you'd assume DWZ plays fullback round one. But it seems weird that it's like if you go out there like Arthur's Rocco Berry, DWZ, Marcello Montoya, got it's an exceedingly average back line. But also it's like we've seen the DWZ at center thing. It's not really great. And I guess it's just what they're going to go with that, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Um, They they kind of suck too, I guess. They do. Oh, they just have (laughs) written all over them. They have like some really, like Josh Curran has been a real surprise and he got Mm. re-signed this week. And, you know, they've got him and and Tohu Harris will be back. I don't know, maybe around seven, round eight. They've still got Sean Johnson's back there. They've got got about six 
five eights, and we just know they'll rotate those. Yeah. And we just know that back line, like Reese Walsh is locked in and probably Rocco Berry's locked in. And we just know like from there, like there'll be all the other guys like Kosi and, and uh, oh, what was his name? Anyway, uh, Rocco Berry, Pompey, Kosi, DWZ, Mancello, Montoya. Those guys will just all like just rotate through. Hey, yeah. it doesn't feel like you can lock any of them in. And then you and Aitken's playing in the back row as we remember it from the end of last year. And that does not feel like a thing that's going to last all season. No. It just doesn't uh, to me. But he just doesn't pass the ball. What was, it? was that thing else? He just didn't never pass the ball. Impossible for like four weeks. Like one it's of them, not, I can't I remember the exact stat anymore. But he's only passing like four weeks from dummy half. Um, also, Walt, Kevin Walters did not rule out Ezra Mann being the 5 8 in round one. So that must excite you a little bit. No. Uh, because um, I'm an Ezra Mam guy, and I think I've decided, you know, people have been waiting with bated breath about what's going to change my Twitter profile this year. And I do think he's mm. going to end up being the display photo, which is, you know, big news for those out there. But uh, it's, I really like Ezra's talent, but I've really had a gut full of like the last couple of years. Growing like, young guys with, in and yeah. Not not even that. I'm, I'm okay with young guys getting in, but I'm just like, can a, a young fella earn a jersey for once? Like, oh, okay. Yeah. We, we give them jerseys. You know, if and if you get with the difference here, it's like just because we haven't got a, a better older five eight doesn't mean we should just throw Ezra Mam in. You know, it's like I I'd still I don't rate any of them. I don't rate Billy Walters, Tyson Gamble, Albert Kelly, but I still think like Albert Kelly should probably be at the start of the year. And I totally get the knock like they'll probably shuffle those so they all suck. But I still don't want to see Ezra to like he's played in cup, he's killed it in cup, and he's really blown the door off. I don't want him to just get put in there again, you know. I want him to really force his way into the side personally. And then there's like Tamari Martin is still around the traps. So I'd rather see like for the first like 10 weeks, we shuffle through the old fellas then see if Tamari's got it. And then we wait for Ezra, even if he's killing it from week one in Queensland cup. Cause I just want, I don't want to throw another child in there at Brisbane, Brisbane, and then have the expectation there. And then if he has a couple of bad weeks, we throw him out again. Um, yeah, no, look, that's fair enough. Um, Parramatta somehow have two guys named Hayes, but spelled differently next to each other in their yeah. lineup. That's something. Hayes, yeah, they got Hayes, but Perham joining Hayes Dunster. Yeah. Uh, there's also another team that has, we do, do assume with um with Michael Sevo out for, for some time, we do assume this, the wing will be uh, Dunster and Bailey Simonson, but they still, I reckon that Simonson spot could be nabbed by someone else. So it's a bit of a, a, a duel there. But the rest of their team this year is pretty settled. It'll be next year, obviously, it'll be changing for them. But the rest of the team, you, you think, Pretty much one to seven, eight to be close to the exact same as last season, yeah. other than Fergo. Jordan Rankin signing as well in the Hearts. Well, yeah, man, he, he's a, yeah. he plays. He I forgot he was like, there. <laughs> he also like twos, but he's like, he plays the trials for whatever club he's at every year, and they don't even consider him like after that. Like Jake Arthur's obviously playing, but he'll actually has a shot of playing NRL football this year. But uh, when it, when Dylan Brown or, or anyone's out, but I'm interested as well seeing um, the Dragons lineup's not out, but the Dragons are a lot of teams that like. They're, you can look at their predicted lineup for round one and it makes sense. But I wouldn't be surprised if it was like six different things what people predict when that team yeah. comes out in round one. Like there's the Fanai brothers there. Like some, I, I'm, you can lock in the, the hook guys. You can lock in Moses Sulu to get his run. You know, you can lock in uh, Jack Bird, you know, just McGuire suspended or whatever. You can lock in Frank Molo, Jaden Sewer, Ben Hunt, McCullough. You lock them in, but I'm not sure you can lock in the, the wings. I'm not sure if Fanai brother won't get in there. I'm not sure if like, Aaron Wood, I don't know, Woods maybe sus, but I don't know. There's a lot of things open there, and I'm still not – I'm pretty certain Tyrell Sloan and Amone will start round one at one and six, but I still would not be shocked if Amone's not in the six, if Jaden Sullivan's around somewhere as well. So 
that one's one that you might get something out of the trials for. But lots of the settled teams, these trials mean nothing. Um, been getting and those, back in the shape. I guess I guess those hook guys will be sticking around a bit longer with the news today that Anthony Griffin's had his contract <laughs> extended. <laughs> yeah, I. It was like an a, an additional option that they the yeah, club took they up. Took it up? Why not? Yeah, I mean, there's that, several reasons why not, but like, why not? Yeah, apparently. Yeah, I mean, what? I don't know. I I understand. Like, I totally get sometimes the clubs do this. Oh, you've got to have security for the future and whatever, whatever. But it's like, can we give it five rounds? I've done this before. They did it with Mary. They're not having ended up punting him. They just seem to love to do the right before the season extension. And yeah. Oh, they did do this with well, With Mary, they did. They did it like yeah, right yeah, before yeah. the season started. Yeah. Which is which is strange. So I don't know what's going on there. But, um, weird one. Um, weird one. Is there anything, any other pretty stuff you want to talk about before we move on? Uh, well, same. Like I think like a couple other guys. You know, we'll talk about it in the pre- previews when we get there. But I'm actually quite keen to see as well. Like I know everyone's heard all the hype, but I want to see the fully shaped Joseph Swali's in. Uh, I want to see uh, Davi Moali at, at South. I do think he could probably work his way onto the bench this year at, at South. Like. Real good prospect, but there's another guy up up at the Titans. I've I've got my eye on, uh, and it's like what's his name? It's Isaac Maralavea Booth. I think his name is. That's him. And it just seems to be that I don't know. The Titans have got a shitload of forwards, and they've got another one coming through in in uh, Maralavea Booth. And I I think he could play some first grade this year. And he's a big fellow with a ball skill. And I'm hoping he plays a trial this week against the Broncos. I haven't named theirs, so I can get an eye on him. And I also don't mind the Cowboys. They've got Tom Chester at fullback, but they've got about 700 fullbacks. So you probably never see him in first grade. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there'll be plenty more to come in our team by team previews next week and the week after that. But uh, yeah, footy yep. back. Uh, you're going to go to Leichhardt? I guess you don't live next door to it anymore. But I don't. I don't live next door to Leichhardt anymore. So, so probably. I, uh, I, I don't think so. Yeah, I, I would guess not. If they had some trials at Mascot Oval, I'd probably go. But alas... Alas, not today. No, again, I, I know I'm really keen for footy and I will flick through these trials and stuff, but trial footy, honestly. Yeah, it's, it's not the same. It's it's things you can see, or there'll be 20-minute periods of the game that matter, but a lot of it is like they'll have 25-odd players and they'll rotate. And actually, sometimes like there'll be players that aren't even named on these team sheets that'll play, take the field. Like it, ha- it happens every other year that there'll be a team that actually plays like 40 players. The last 20 minutes is just like a bunch of ch- children that were hanging around pretty much. Yeah. So Good on there's them. not really a lot to see in them. Like the charity shield's always the one that's closest to an NRL game. Even then, South in the second half of these games, because they've been winning so easily every year, yeah. just take well, the absolute piss. So you guys, yeah, you guys never really name your side. Whereas, you know, at well, uh, the Dragons generally, the- it's pretty close. I usually flick the game on after like an hour because I forgot that it's on and like Souths are winning by 37 points and like Craig Coleman's grandson's on the field playing halfback. And it's like, yeah, okay. Also, also but I, I didn't know, but because when, when he kind of got released from South or broke up with South, Milford's court date is like next week, the first one. Oh, okay. Which is like bizarre because if, say he gets, if it gets charges dropped or something, like he could be um, playing round one. So it feels bizarre that they let him go without, they seeing seeing that court date, so now oh. I can understand the Newcastle interest is like because maybe they could know by next week because next week you pretty much know if it's extended or not, you know. And if it if it's extended, then whatever you move on. But it just seems weird that South have already given up on that because honestly, I get whatever happens in court next week, whatever, not relevant. But if he was on the field, he would walk into their starting side. 
Um, Lachlan Ilias, mate. But come on. Uh, I don't know. I don't actually know if that's true. He was not very good last year. I know he wasn't, but mate, Dimitri, he's like Dimitri's boy. Got I, I understand there. that, but he was very probably, good last year, but he'd walk like, in, mate. You, you, uh, I, I would have him in contention. I'm not sure he'd walk in just purely because of the, I don't think the optics of the playing group would be all that good either. If you've got two young guys who you've pumped the tires of for like a year now, and you can give a chance to one of them, especially at the start of the year when, you know, whatever. But mate, like, their chances can come, mate. Milford would start round one. Well, I guess we'll never know, will we? Yeah, no, you never yeah. will. Yeah, good thing. Good thing. My favorite player never had to go to court or anything like that. <laughs> anyway, um, Super Bowl. That was a fun day. Um, yeah. Uh, well, I didn't obviously go to the day like you did. In the, you, yeah. you had fun. Had a good day. Calvin. Yep. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, obviously a great. Obviously, shame you couldn't get out of work, but a good time was had by all. Uh, the good guys won in the end. Um, and well, I forget that you're trying to act like the Bengals are the bad guys now. Being well, division, no, I mean, they're literally. I mean, I don't actually dislike them really, but I was happy mm. for Matt Stafford. And um, I've I've never seen a player as universally hated by like the entire league as Eli Apple, the Cincinnati cornerback, was. Like, the second they lost, like players from every single team in the league, it was league. like six teams or something. Someone went through <laughs> like that. More than one player went at him, Matt. Like Ravens, Saints, Chiefs, Browns, like Giants, all these guys just lining up to take shots at this dude. Like, must he be must the world's talk- biggest fuckwit. Well, that's it. He must talk the absolute most goddamn shit because, like, those are all divisional rivals. But he's such an inconsequential player. Like, yeah. Like, but he must talk so much shit to cop it from that many. Like, every single Ravens offensive player pretty much was like having a go at him, and everyone was loving it because he he lost essentially around the NFL. That was bizarre, but it was t- to me it was a total fizzer of a of a Super Bowl. The game, like. Halftime show was sensational. Unbelievable. It's, I'm loving that. Um, that. Oh, here we go, Volo. Breaking news. What a shock that the D- D- Dolphins are talking to Jared Wallace. That was always going to happen. Just, just come across the timeline now. Okay. But uh, yeah, like the the game was fizzed. Halftime show amazing. I'm loving everyone's getting into it. But like, it was one of those games. It totally felt like, and it's a, such a cliche, but it felt like neither team wanted to really take charge. Like, it felt like both teams played pretty scared, and. Sean McVay, as we know, he's, a, I've said this many times, an amazing offensive mind, but he's still a 30% of a fucking moron. It's like 30% best offensive mind of all time in the NFL, 30% fucking moron. And you never know it's when that 30% is going to pop up, but it's it does. running it into the line for one yard or minus one yard, like every drive. They may as well just save us the time and start at second and 11 every fucking drive. Yeah, they should have. And then they, like, and then the moment they're like, fuck, we should win this game. Hey, oh, let's we'll just throw the ball to Cooper Cup. And then they won. It's like, well, could have done that 45 fucking minutes ago. <laughs> like, I understand their game plan when they went into the game was they were going to target. They want to get Cooper Cup doubled essentially and target whoever was on Od- Odell Beckham. And they had ridiculous separation and players open when Odo was on the field. And I know when Odo went off, like they're already down Robert Woods and like Tyler Higby as well. So there are down weapons. I get that. But for, you know, an offensive genius, right? You think you'd find another way than just running it up the ass of your center. Like maybe even they threw to Henderson a couple of times, Daryl Henderson in the backfield. It was good. Maybe get yeah. acres or Henderson in space. Or maybe just like throw it at cup and hope, so hope things happen. But it's been like two quarters just pissing the game away. And then the Bengals couldn't take ch- take advantage of it because that thing everyone's been waiting for all year is that the, we all knew this, the Rams line would smash the Bengals line. And they did. 
but it just got worse as the game went on. You know, it took like T Higgins took advantage of put like Jalen Ramsey pulled his face mask, but like they'd have Bengals have his couple of, they'd have a couple of like good runs. They'd have like, they'd go, you know, from first and uh, 10 to like second and uh, second and two. And then he gets sacked. You're like, ah, oh, fuck, there we go again. He gets sacked. He gets sacked again. And they get the ball back. But you'd have like half these Bengals dance, uh, sorry, drives to start with like one or two good Joe Mixon runs and they just fuck it up. But, uh, and, and even if like, the other decision, like the everyone's talked about it. Samaj P. Ryan being on the field at the, at the last drive. Like he's not James White. Well, yeah. I mean, I can see that I like I just think they got a bit too cute there. So basically, if people yeah. don't understand why you would ever put him on when you've got Joe Mixon on your team, basically, he's pretty good in pass protection, P. Ryan is. And they didn't use him like the, that though. That was I, what was weird. I, I'm mid I'm explaining it if people don't understand it, but like so the logic is that if they put him on the field, the other team immediately thinks it's going to be a pass. They change their protection slightly and then they're not expecting a run play. But what that doesn't take into account is that regardless of whether it's a run or a pass, Aaron Donald, the best football player in the world, is going to be in the middle of that defensive line regardless, trying to push his way through your very shit offensive line. Yeah. And sure and enough, he pushed through and tackled P. Ryan and that's why it didn't work. Well, and what you said there, like, they had been able to success running up the middle, right? And the Rams have actually been susceptible to runs up the middle all year, despite having Aaron Donald for some reason. But the situational awareness of the thing is like, all you have to, in my head, and the same thing anyone would have thought, like, and the same thing when we send the replay when Sean McVay, I don't know if you've seen that, the when he's talking to Aaron Donald. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the, ignore everything you've done beforehand. In the moment, there is essentially two plays from the end of the game if they stop them twice, right? And you decided that you're going to dare Aaron Donald to make a play. It's like run anywhere else if you're going to run it, but do something else. But essentially, they're like, we're going to run up the guts at Aaron Donald and see if he can stand up on it at third and one. It's like, like this is the whole other team to target. Like Aaron Donald has probably been the most dominant player in the NFL over the last three or four years, like combined. I know it's, you know, we all talk about quarterbacks, but he has been that dominant. And then the next play, when he gets to Joe Burrow and doesn't sack him, but he forces that whatever pass it was. It's almost it's for all intents and purposes a sack. A sack. Uh they didn't like not only did they not double him, he just ran right past the the left guard. Like so you guys didn't even double Aaron Donald on like they didn't that final drive didn't feel feel like Cincinnati knew it was their last time with the ball. It didn't yeah. feel like all the chips were there on the on the table. And those things suck because like it's so hard to get there. And I know everyone likes to say, oh, we'll see that team back. It's like the odds of the Bengals getting back to the Super Bowl, man, I'm telling you, they're near zero. So, I, I, yeah, I feel exactly the same way. Like, basically, they had everything possible break their way this year. They had the best team in their division get mm-hmm. absolutely slammed with injuries. So, like, the yes. Ravens were eight. and The Ravens were the best team in the AFC in the middle of the year, with, still with 20 guys out, by the way. Uh, and then yeah. Lamar Jackson got hurt, and that was the last straw, and they fell off the cliff. They missed um, like 800 games through injury or something ridiculous. It was absolutely fucking ridiculous. I've never seen anything like it. Everyone on the everyone on the conditioning staff should be fired. Um, and then, of course, they also had the Steelers, who went on one year too long with their, their loser quarterback. But then, like, that stuff aside, even with, like, everything in your division going away, the, the, the Browns punting their best player, who ends up winning a Super Bowl because he's a dick. Um, Big Ben, Ben, and even Ben. Then, and you you win ten games and you just win the division and then you mm-hmm. like you nearly lose to the Raiders 
And then you, you know, I thought Tennessee were frauds all year. So you win that game, whatever. And then you have an amazing game against the Chiefs. Fair play to you. An amazing win, a signature win. Even though you don't win the Super Bowl, you can still remember that game with fondness. But basically, mm-hmm. everything that could have gone right for Cincinnati this year went right. They didn't have any key players out with injuries. Um, all the big moments and all the big games went their way. Their kicker didn't miss a single kick uh, in the in the playoffs. They didn't have really any like key bad turnovers or anything like that. Like everything blew their way. And they nearly won a Super Bowl because of it. They very, very nearly did. They were one play away, but they didn't. And it's really difficult to get everything to break your way like it did for them this year again. And I don't know. I I, uh, I, I think people are crowning them a little bit too much. They were they were an okay team with a couple of fun young they players were, who got and, who got hot for a few weeks. And they had was it like four tipped passes intercepted in this playoffs, which again like. That happened, things happen, but those things don't generally happen at that amount. Like they, they ended up winning these games, and I'm not saying it's luck or anything, but tipped interceptions, they are kind of lucky, as opposed to other ones. And even they had one on the, in the Super Bowl, and it was like, if, as you said, things fell their way to get there, they underdogged their way there. They, you know, that there was, and that's, that's one of the beauties of the NFL, mate, is that it's, it's not often actually the best two teams that you're in the Super Bowl. That's one of the no, beauties that no. teams can have a couple of things go their way. Like the Bengals had a couple of interceptions go their way. And a couple, and they took advantage of we, those, and they made it. We we but, won a Super Bowl because the dude fell over. Like, but like, yeah, that's yeah. it. They weren't like in the best eight teams all seasons. No. The Bengals, which is fine. They had the little hot run. They look, they look fun, but they got there. They got. They didn't. Sorry, step up at the right moments. That game was mm. getting given to them. The Rams kept choking and kept running the ball and kept running the ball. That was getting given to them, and they couldn't take advantage of that. And I understand that their offensive line was getting dominated. But it just felt like they didn't do anything different. Like I don't think Zach Powell's a good head coach. Well, I I, I also say I'll go a step further. All these, all the like sort of nerd, like the the fucking the type of NFL fan you and I hate, the fucking stat mm-hmm. nerd boys who think Joe Burrow is now the second coming of Jesus Christ. They're the exact mm-hmm. same people that if everything fortunate that had happened to Joe Burrow's team in the late season and in the playoffs had happened to Tom Brady, they'd be losing their fucking minds about how lucky Tom oh, Brady was. Oh, and a lot of it was that same type of stuff, which is fine. Like, it just happens sometimes. But Tom's yeah, taking but it's nothing disparaging. It's You're like, yeah. it's not always the best teams that win the. As you said, it's not always the best teams that win or make the Super Bowl. But it's really difficult to get to Super Bowl. It is, and this was probably their best chance to win a Super Bowl. It just I mean, is, of, all the, of all the Super Bowls we'll last wrong, years, but... that had been the Super Bowl that was like five teams sitting home going, "Fuck, we could have won this." Like, there would have been heaps of sitting home going, "We could have won this one." Because Bills, Chiefs, Ravens. And then on the other side, the Packers, 49ers, yeah. like. But like, you and they're not trying to disparage either team, but it's just the way that they, it just didn't feel like either team was playing particularly well. And the Bengals just didn't change anything. Like their scheme didn't change. They didn't like, why do they not just, you know, max protect? Why do they not do that? Like they have Jamar Chase, right? Why do they never at any point just go, you know what? We're going max protect. We're only sending two, we're only running two or three routes. We're just gonna fucking huck it at Jamar and see what happens. They didn't they do did that. They did that all year, <laughs> and it worked yeah. a lot of the time. I know, and like, and they did. They, they that was like their line, offensive line was getting smoked, and there's just, there's more ways to deal with the offensive line and losing the one on one battles. But they just didn't have it in them, and like, they ended up just they couldn't get any time for for uh, Burrow to throw deep. But they also didn't do anything to get anyone in space. They didn't run like any pre snap motion, like no pre snap motion. Did, like, and there's a couple times actually had, you could see that like the the Ra- the Ra- Rams they wasn't set, 
and they did take advantage of it. Same on the final drive, there was like, there's that, oh, that screen cap going away, by the way, of like Jamar Chase being open. Have you seen that dumb screen cap? Yeah, I have seen that. Have you rewatched the play? I have not rewatched the play. It does not fucking matter. He's open, man. Joe Burrow is looking deep left. Like yeah. for him to go through his progressions to look right to where Jamar Chase is, like when a quarterback is shoulders are that way and he's looking left and you're right-handed, that's behind his helmet where Jamar Chase is open. You know, it's like he has to go through his reprogressions and then get his arm back and his body moved to face the other way. Only way he was ever getting that ball to Jamar Chase, he had like seven seconds, you know? And he yeah. wasn't getting seven seconds against the Rams pass rush. So people grab that screenshot. It's like, mate, Burrow was looking the other fucking way. Like that half of why Jamar Chase is open is because it's the blind side. Like the safety would have adjusted from over the top, you know? Anyway, um, that was ridiculous. But yeah, they didn't really adapt a lot. And then the Rams finally had their one drive and took advantage of it, but just felt like such a fizzer. As I said, the team sitting home going, we could have taken advantage of that and won I will, game. So I will say like the game, team coached well on the day. We, we had a really fun moment at the pub at the end, right? So basically mm. we went to the, one of these pubs in Sydney and they had a big Super Bowl thing on whatever. But so they'd obviously put in a couple of extra tables for the game, right? And the table we were at, because we got there early and lined up. So the, there was one table where like it was right next, like basically like they just took, they put a giant fuck off TV on the pool table as like an extra TV. And so we, we posted it right in front of that TV because we're like, well, it's the best look. It's like the easiest view or whatever. Like we're next to the bar, perfect spot. So we sit down and then the game starts. And then we realized, we noticed immediately that our TV was like three seconds ahead of all the other TVs, but the sound yeah. was coming from the other TVs. So like we weren't really ruining it for anybody else because like, like it was just our table and a couple of others near us that were watching this one TV. But then as the game progressed, everyone started to notice that this TV is slightly ahead. So on that last drive, Literally, the entire pub was crowded around our, t- our television. And I, I I came back and I'm literally like sitting on the floor with a couple of random dudes like we're fucking in year three watching Fern Gully on the overhead projector, looking That's up at great. this TV while the whole class was sick. Um, yeah, it was really fun. Um, I had a good day. Then we went and saw Jackass again afterwards. So- oh, did you? I didn't know you did that. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Well, no one yeah. else, like everyone else was we hadn't seen it. So um, that's good. But, it, was, uh, it, was, it was funny. Um, yeah, still lost had... Halftime show was awesome. It was finally oh, we mate, realized, so oh, good. we're like, yeah. you know, <laughs> I bitch all the time about all the other people, like, oh, fucking, they want chisel and shit on garbage. And I realized, oh, we've become those people. Like, yeah, Which, it, whatever. 30 fine. years ago. Whatever. It was great. Think, it was no, awesome. Kend- Kendrick was the bridge to young people. Yeah. Mary J. Blige sucks, by the way. I don't know. Um, oh, she was there, but whatever. The rest of Mary J. Blige. Huh? What did Mary, Mary J. Blige do to you? Yeah, I don't know. She just didn't fit in with the with the class and quality of the rest of the show. Really? Wow. I also thought uh, Eminem doing "Lose Yourself" was kind of hacky. I you mean, know, I know it, 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 was... it had to happen though. Yeah, I know. Well, Beats playing his new stuff, but it's like it's like the rest of them kind of played bangers, and Eminem's like, "I'll play the one that's kind of like sports." <laughs> it's like whatever. But a uh, great halftime show. Loved it. Even got my good friend Simo mate asking me for hip hop playlists after it. So well, how, it did reach your new fans. How did the next step, like how was the next episode didn't open as the bookie's favorite for first song? Like I thought that was an absolute no brainer. Like, well, California love made sense with Reese on our discord point out. He's like, next episode has like the iconic opening. That's going to be yeah, the first that's, song. That's the and point. It was. It's the bang. It's the first, everyone knows that song. Even if you don't know the name mm-hmm. of the song and some people listening, maybe you don't. You everyone know the song. Snoop Dogg, motherfucker. Everyone knows that. Everyone. So, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's like everyone knows that song. It's the right one to open with. And everyone, California, a lot of people know it as well. But yeah, that's like also the Snoop and Dre song is the next episode. Like it's their biggest one. So, whatever. But that was great. I still really enjoyed the Super Bowl and was like, 
an inoffensive winner. I had I had money on them from the preseason, but it wasn't really worth my. It was 12, 12 to one, so I didn't really feel that happy with it. But uh, that was kind of nice. I didn't really bet much on the day other than that, which is rare for me as a degenerate. But it was um, a decent will, Super Bowl, but it was will, also we we didn't forget that Cooper Cup MVP. What the fuck? I will say in my preview column for the gambling stuff, I said that the Blue Gatorade at six dollars was a fantastic bet. <laughs> Oh, well, there you go. I didn't know it was six dollars. Yeah. Because it's been but, blue uh, to the last three years. Now three of the last four. So well, there you go. Well, well, Cooper Cup's the first wide receiver. He's like the seventh wide receiver to the eighth wide receiver, sorry, to win Super Bowl MVP, but he's the first since 1977 when Fred Blitnikoff won it for the Oakland Raiders to to yeah. get MVP without getting a hundred yards as wide receiver. Because like usually, yeah, if it's the games yeah. when it's not the quarterback, right? Usually it's like the quarterback played shit or they didn't do much and someone else really stood up. And like when, when um, Julian Edelman got it, when the the Pats beat the Rams last time, like that game was a fizzer. Like the Pats D just murdered the Rams. And uh, yeah, and then that's Edelman, still the worst Super Bowl ever. The Rams. The, sorry. I, I like our, I, the, the worst two, the worst two were Seahawks Broncos and that Rams Patriots one. Yeah, so that was if you, people don't remember that was that was thirteen three uh, New England up three nil at halftime. It was three three heading to heading into the fourth quarter, but in that game, so yeah, you wouldn't think they'd give the MVP to an offensive player, but in that game when no one did anything, Edelman had ten for uh, one hundred and forty yards. No, whatever, yeah. and made some big plays. So that made sense. Or is it, yes, like the Super Bowl day, like Stafford wasn't good enough to be the MVP, but he felt like he was good enough to be the default MVP like they usually do. But yeah, then Aaron Donald was like, Aaron Donald was good all game and then made the final two plays to kind of end the game. Oh, so I that's actually... with the guy. Do you... No, wait, do you know... But do you know... Um, the, they have to vote before the two-minute warning. Yeah, but that's... You see, they that's what they have to, but that's also bullshit. They're, they can change it. People have it's, like... It's moronic, but... No, I they, mean, but they can change it because they have. like no, No, they just do one for each team. No, it, that's it's wrong, man. Remember, they, I'm telling you, they can change it. I looked this up further. It's like Eli sure? Manning, remember, dude, like when they they were losing the game, drove down and won, won it. Like they can change it. Okay, it's well like, then, fuck them then. Yeah, I know. Like, I saw cup, it was going hey, around. Look, but cup, like, cup won them the cup won them the game. Yeah, I know they have, but like they but they even voted right before he scored the touchdown. That's why it's bullshit. It's that it's bullshit. Oh, good point, actually. Yeah, because he scored just after it, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. he All hadn't right, scored yet. Like, bullshit. They were giving cup to. I saw that someone say that. I'm like, you're running on news from 20 years ago and you've said that. That's, oh, I saw that going around on Twitter. I was like, that's an old journalist. They don't know shit. It doesn't work like yeah, that anymore. Fair point. Well, that's what I get for like, listening to people on the internet. No, it's fine. Because that, that person was running on whatever information. That's, as you know, on Twitter, the guy was a journalist, whatever. And then he got retweeted a bazillion times. And that's, it becomes kind of the truth at that point. And whilst it's the truth at some point, it's like, think for three seconds, Cup didn't score his touchdown by that point. There was no way it was Cup at the two-minute warning. He was like on like six or seven catches at that point. Yeah. Like, no yeah, way. Yeah, true. And then Donald was still better I think both. That. I think both are fine winners. Yeah. I'm like, again, I don't even, I bet on Donald. I'm not even about that because I actually think it should have been I also had money on Cup Donald. <laughs> or Stafford though. Like, it yeah. just felt weird that of the, of the times and, it just more felt like they were trying to cap off the Cooper Cup season, which is probably fair enough too. Like often they cap off a great well, quarterback season. He should have got MVP. He should have got MVP. So yeah, I mean, if they're ever going to give it to a non-quarterback, which they, you know, it hasn't been that long since it's been a non-quarterback, but it did feel like it was going to be someone MVP this year. The Jonathan Taylor shit was stupid. It was Cooper Cup. If it wasn't, 
uh, I, I agree Rogers. And I don't really think Rogers or Tom Brady were good enough for MVP of the NFL this year. I just think it was they have to give it, they give it to quarterbacks. Mm. But yeah, you know, it, right. was, it was. I'm just. I am glad that it was someone different. One. A little and, bit of um, fun. And sometimes you find like I didn't before the Super Bowl a couple of weeks ago. I was like, oh, I don't want to see Sean McVay win. But then I didn't give a shit. You know, sometimes you see, oh, actually, I don't care. You know, like, oh, that was because like, obviously, the, like, fun. I had that in those last two minutes. It was like, like, obviously, they're in our division, but like when they were driving down to win the game, I was like, if they win, it's fine. I don't care. Well, yeah. I'll be, I'll be more sad for my mate who's a Rams fan who's sitting next to me than anything else. So, yeah, I think it was which, which Super Bowl was it? The, the time they beat the Rams, actually, or was another one. I just stopped death row. I, I know I used to always go to the Super Bowls and just death row Tom Brady and then realize, like, fuck. Is it really worth we it? We were we were very the angry. Falcons the, one Falcon, the, the Falcons one was the last one. The Falcons one's the last one. I think it, it, I, it, bro- like, it broke us. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, fuck it up. Like, what could I, I can't I can't control these fucking games. Things will just happen and whatever. Like, I'm not gonna let some other team winning or losing ruin my the only only thing season. that the, 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 the only lasting soundness from that day is the guy who said he'd jump in the harbor if the Patriots came he back and him, won. He, he he didn't do it. Get him out of here. Get him the uh, fuck out of here. Oh, all right. But uh, yeah, I mean, all I can now is that Super is good. So that's why the Patriots Rams one sucks. It wasn't fucking good. Yeah. All right. Uh, question time. We got, yeah, we'll have got a few questions in there. Yeah, we got a couple of questions. Yeah, we'll all do right. that. So well, let's do that. Are you serious? <laughs> We're going to have any questions. Okay. Question time over on NRL. Sorry, patreon.com for just NRL win rookies. NRL.com's NRL. NRL. got our question. Something, something, something bad has happened. Yeah. They're desperate for content, mate. They got no one there now, That's so we'll go over there. The um, the questions are a few more this week. There's um, still people are a bit quiet in the off season, which is fine. We've got a the double barrel podcast. I was doing questions and news, but the good friend uh, Sam Stevens is back. Now, this one's a tough one. So essentially, he wants us to rank okay these terrible teams across sports. So All he's right. got the 2011 to 2012 Charlotte Bobcats, which I can't remember their record. I'll bring it up now. But I do remember them being goddamn terrible. The 2008 Detroit Lions, who yeah. didn't win a game. The 2017 Cleveland Browns, also or didn't win a game. Bad team. 2007 and 2008 Der- uh, Derby County broke the record for least point, fewest points in the EPL. They are a bad team. Uh, 2016, I guess he means 2015 Newcastle Knights. No, it, 2016 is when they won one game. It, sorry, yeah, yeah. 2005 to 06 New Zealand Knights. Oh, that's a deep cut. They stunk. That's a bad team. That's a bad. They had, they had so many guys who just played a couple of games and never played again. Uh, yep. 2019 Sun Wolves. 2012 GWS Giants. All right. So let's immediately rule out the Sun Wolves and the Giants because we don't care. Yeah, that's a good one. I'm about to say, like the Sun Wolves, like whatever. They just they got deleted. They had dope, too, they had like, dope jerseys though and a terrifying mascot. So. And the Giants, they always knew they were going to be shit for the first couple of years. Like, that was part of the plan. So, whatever. Yeah. So, the Bobcats won seven games in so- the shortened season. Shortened <laughs> oh, okay. season, okay, too. Okay, okay, okay. Remember, it's out of 66. Seven out of 66. That's still bad. That's still quite bad. <laughs> it's it's bad out of a full season. Seven. God. Yeah, if that was a full season, they'd probably be number one. But um, uh, the new... All right. So, let's just quickly try and find a stat. Obviously, both the Lions and the Browns didn't win a game, I, I mean- think. The Browns won ones. The... Wait, is it? Are we ranking how talented they were, or like how disappointed they were? Because like I don't know. The it's Browns had better players than the Lions did. They did well. You see, the the Bobcat season, obviously a disgrace. 
Mm. I mean, it is still the least wins all time. I'm, they probably could have eclipsed it. So the current, the worst NBA 82 game season record is nine wins. Maybe I'm, they eclipse the nine wins. I recognize like, but several players on this team. But they had Kemba Walker. They got yeah. What him. the fuck? Yeah. So it was Kemba's first year in a league, and yeah, sure, like. He wasn't great, and they won. He won seven games, but for a while there, like Kemba was like that franchise, and he turned into a really good player. Mm. And you know, it's, I recognize oh, several of these players. Oh, Bismack's still in the league, mate. Bismack Biombo's yeah. still there. Corey Maggette. There's, there's a guy. He was good at yeah. free throws, wasn't he? he yeah, but the, the, the only guy still right. in, still in the league there. But I don't know. Like the, that Detroit Lions team was. So well, they shit. went four and zero in preseason. That's the funniest <laughs> part. That is probably the funniest part of that story. Um, I'm looking at this 0506 New Zealand Knights team, and I only remember like so few of these guys. Holy yeah. shit! Josh Rose was in this team. He's oh no, it's, he was still playing Did in the A League like two it, years ago. No, the same, the same guy. Josh Rose. Yeah. The fuck? How old was he? Jesus. God. Oh, jeez. He's God, a way. He is way. He is way older than I thought he was. That dude's forty. That's crazy. Um, yeah, that funny thing is that Lions team started that season okay too. Like they, the the, they, the Knights had a guy called Roy Bell as well, but it's probably I remember not Roy that. Bell. It's, you remember the New Zealand Knights reserve goalkeeper who doesn't have no, a Wikipedia page? No, I remember him being called Roy Bell because of that. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't remember him playing for one second. Okay, I don't remember good. the name. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, they had Jeremy Brocky. He was all right. He was. It's 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 tougher like guys teams like the Knights it's a tougher situation well, because of how how it happens like it feels unfair to put them in this because other teams had proper prep to be this shit yeah whereas they they, they came in, I think they have to be number one purely because each of these teams came into the league with the same like they were all brand new teams and they yeah. finished with six competition points from twenty one games second last had twenty six points they were four. They were like nearly five times as bad as any other team in the league. Well, they were so bad that the only other one other team had negative goal difference. That's how much yeah, goal difference yeah, yeah. the Knights had given the rest of the competition. Yeah, the, they had negative thirty-two. The next worst was negative two. And they, oh god, they scored fifteen goals in twenty-one games. Just in the A League, just terrible. Mm. God, um, they went for like eight weeks with one goal. That's yeah. Look, okay. I, at the moment, we haven't, we haven't gone through them all yet. But at the moment, they're my number one. Um, the worst. But it does feel like they're they're also set up. To, like they were set up for the least success too, though. But they're I the guess. worst one. Uh, I think the Derby one's tricky because they were fucking dog shit. But like they did get promoted the year before, so like yeah. they obviously had some success coming into it. But like yeah, they had anyone good in that team though. Oh, they had Colin nah, they, and Richards, did they? <laughs> uh, they they had Ruben Zadkovic and Mile Sturjovski. Thank you. There you go. Uh, they had um, they had uh, Kenny Miller, that prick. Um, they had Robert Earnshaw. Um, God, that was like real, real late for some of those guys too. Hey? Honestly, yeah, Giles Barnes. He was a football magic. Oh, Lewin Nyatanga. That was a football magic guy from back in the day. Um, yeah, look, yeah, this team's garbage. Yep. All right. Fine. God, there's nobody in there that's like that was relevant after that. Like, usually you go through these teams and you've been in the APL for a year. Generally, there's someone who was like relevant after that. Yeah. There is like nobody in that squad. My God. Tyro yep. Mears is the most relevant player after that. Yeah, year. he would be. And I think Robert Earnshaw stuck around for a little while after that from memory. Yeah. But, but um, we... whatever. Yeah. Uh, and then you've got the Knights. The Knights. 
they certain. I think of all these teams, they're the ones that underachieved the most because they had some good players. I know they Newcastle Knights. I think that's one of the worst. I don't know if you call them the worst. They're one of the worst seasons I've ever seen in any sport. Yeah, because, because they, they had shouldn't good be as players. bad as they were. There's no way this team should have won one game. Like this team had like this team had Dane Gagai in it. It had the Metaudiers. Mm-hmm. It had Aku Uate. It had Jeremy Smith. He wasn't that washed yet. They had Tarek Sims. Danny Levi, eh, whatever, but like Trent Hodgkinson was there. Um, they had a lot of relevant first like, graders are still relevant right now. Yeah. I I think that it's of, of all these, they're the most disappointing because they like, should have been better. Well, you remember, mate, we we had trouble, troubles early in the podcast time. We had trouble with this. I was so aggressively on them, how shit they were, and people couldn't handle it. Like, but I was like, like, because there has been much worse rosters. Like, South had like maybe three or four years of a worse roster than that when they came mm. back. And no one ever that fucking shit. That night team was a disgrace, and so was Nathan Brown. I was, I was still like, that was a disgrace. How they, how they only won one game in the in the salary capped league like this. Like Derby County in those ones, there's a disparity built pre built in. Like they're not on the evil even keel. Yeah, and I almost feel like the Knights New Zealand sorry Newcastle Knights season is might be worse than Derby County that team because of that those things. Like, ugh. and there's just and you look at like the Charlotte Bobcats too. Right, there's a benefit to losing. Yeah, whereas the Knights. Well, so, like, yeah, look at some of the, like, Trent Hodgkinson, Dane Gagai, Corbin Sims, Jeremy Smith, Sam Matahora, Daniel Saifidi, Nathan Ross, Danny Levi, Jacob Saifidi, Sione Mataudia, Jared Mullen played 14 games, Brendan Elliott played 11 games, Arky only played 10 games, but whatever. Mitch Barnett was there. Uh, like, Tarek was there. Like, I mean, didn't Tarek pick up sticks halfway through the year and go to the Dragons? Yeah. But, like, regardless, he was there for some of it, and... Um. Yeah, didn't go well. Yeah, but it's like you know, and even things. I like think the, that might. Hornets, I think that might be the answer, just because how badly they underachieved, and there's no benefit to losing in the NRL. There, there, there is no benefit to losing in the NRL. Hundred percent. Like that. Like the Charlotte Bobcats, mate. Like, <laughs> let's be real here. So you I know, think. Uh, I th- I think quality wise, New Zealand Knights is the worst of this lot. But in terms yeah. of expectations to reality 2006 Newcastle 16 Newcastle Knights is the worst yeah All and right. uh, the Charlotte Bobcats are like that they were they were still they've been in the league for like five years or so at that time yeah I can't remember. but because you remember like they're, they're the Hornets again now but it was like the whole thing that they 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 were like not the Hornets like the Charlotte team moved, Hornets moved to New Orleans they became the Hornets and the at Charlotte I think it was two seasons they didn't have a team in Charlotte. They got the Bobcats. Terrible fucking name. Terrible jerseys. All hideous. Garbage. But they started from scratch. I, I remember I saw one in the... I saw a guy at uni wearing one once, and I, I didn't stop to ask him what had happened in his life. But Yeah. The, the worst thing is they somehow won 18 games in there that first season, the, the Charlotte Bobcats. But they were like... Again, that situation is they came in set up to fail. So it feels like Newcastle Knights actually level of shit season is right up there. Yeah, but because yeah, so. every every single one of, other one of those bar like the New Zealand Knights and Derby, well Derby were again going to the Premier League different tasks. The rest of them have benefits of losing. Yeah, so, but not not these guys. Even Derby County got parachute payments, and the New New Zealand Knights got to stop existing after the next year. They, they got did. the sweet embrace of death, the the best gift of all as a sports fan. A lot of the time. Okay, uh, <laughs> next question. Paul Max seventy eight. Last week, Asia. <laughs> Issued a warning to the Australian public that said if you are asked 
if you are a six on a good day and match with a foreign national who is a 10 on Tinder, then you're probably being used for information. Oh, so I've already discussed this with, with Anna. Yeah. With this, this in mind, what state secrets has Doyle handed over to the, the Russians? The best part about this is this joke was made to you in multiple group chats. <laughs> By yeah, I mean, people like as and soon as I like the people that I was probably a seven, not a six. So yeah, <laughs> so can't be true. Don't, don't see yourself short, man. Yeah, she, no, she's like she's a she's probably a nine. I'm probably a seven. That was a that was fine. You know, I, I can live with that. But yeah, this this was funny that it, how how they said it. Like, like what do they want? They want the deep dark secrets of my opinion on the Brisbane Broncos from three years ago, or like they want the the uh, they want the Anthony Seabold diaries. Yeah, like, exactly. Clearly, Russia won it. I don't, yeah. I don't know. I've got no state secrets to share, but we have fun. I did find that funny. Uh, Stu, with Danny Levi carving up Super League on debut, what are the current NRL player players oh. that struggle in Australia first in Australian first grade <laughs> dominance? God, I hate that question. Who would kill it from here currently? Who all, struggles here? Literally all it. of them. That's the whole point. No, no, not all of them kill it because a lot of them go over there and don't do shit. Like they just they they we loaf around. Let me be disparaging so in peace, please. He has to be varying in peace, but Danny Levi was a very obvious one because he like still stayed in shape. Like yeah. he still looked all right. Like, you know, someone like Moses Suli right could could kill it over there, but he'd probably go over there and put on 40 kilos. So it doesn't really count. So that's a good point, actually. He probably wouldn't do well. Yeah, Although so I would argue that Moses Suli at 150 kilos would still probably like probably have enough to do all right over there. So yeah. someone who's struggling here, who's just um, barely in well, first has, grade. Is Brody Croft man of steel yet? No, but I don't think he'll be very good there either. We'll see. I still I have such little faith in him. Um, uh, Luke Brooks. Yeah, Luke Brooks is a great one. Uh, it's a fantastic answer. I was trying to think. I was thinking like Jeremy Marshall King. Oh, mate, Cody Nicarima would brain Super League. Yeah, that's a good shout. He'd he'd, uh, he'd be like we talked about Man of Steel, but he'd be a dollar twenty Man of Steel. Um, any reasonably fit prop that doesn't like bend the line all that much, but like they run decently hard. Like yeah. I don't know. Like Mark Nichols would probably do pretty well in the Super League. Yeah, he'd, he'd do all right. And the, a, an explosive edge back rower who can't defend. We've got any of those? Oh, Lockie Fitz. Right. Lockie Fitz, get Lockie him over Fitz. there. That's twenty tries a season. Lockie Fitz. Fitz, hundred percent. So okay. Next question, Dave. Any time that Jordan Rapano isn't putting on shoulder charges, <laughs> should the competitors be saying, "Where's Jordan?" Yeah. Yes, they should. God, I love okay. that. Uh, and Dave again. South have named Trent Peoples on their bench for the trial <laughs> this weekend. If, like Trent, you were an alien trying to infiltrate the NRL, what would your fake name be? Um, I do love that. I do love that. There's a politician in our parliament called Ian Good Enough. I think that's. Pretty, <laughs> I think that's a pretty strong one. Yeah. Uh, um. Uh. Buck. <laughs> buck naked. No. Um. Buck naked. God. Um. But Trent Peoples is so funny. It is John Person. Yeah, I was going to say the other day when that Giddy stat was doing the rounds um, about how he was like the fourth player ever to have a triple double um, in their debut game at, uh, at yeah. Madison Square Garden. Mm-hmm. Like the, I can't remember who the other four were. Like two of them were very in, instantly recognizable ones, and the other guy was Chuck Person. Chuck Person. Like, yeah. Jack Chuck Jackson. Person. Chuck Person. Oh, Trent, Trent Peoples. Yeah. <laughs> okay, stuff. over onto the Trent Peoples. I like it a lot. Over onto the Discord for some for some more questions. Was Footy Dean in that South lineup today? By the way, what's happening? I don't think so. 
Oh. 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 Okay. Yeah, how upsetting. Uh, Josh Shee. Uh, no doubt that's been asked before, but what are the best and worst rugby league slash sports nicknames? So are we well, talking? Okay, let's try. Teams? We could do this for six hours. So let's let's try and do a team. Let's do one of each. So the do rugby league, rugby names? league. Yeah, we'll do both. We'll do both rugby no, league no, is it and nicknames. No, we can. Like... Yeah, we'll no, do I'm four asking you player nicknames or team but nicknames. I am saying we will do no. both. <laughs> we will do other. rugby league and external sports, and then we will do both player and team. That is what I'm saying to you. But one of the okay. I Let's go. You. What are we doing? Here? All right. Um, the worst rugby league player nickname is King Gutherson. Oh, it is. Yeah, you stole mine there, but that is the worst one of and all time. The like, best one is out of like famous ones. I, I've always liked the Pearl for Renoff. I thought that was a cool yeah. nickname. The the worst one about the King is that there's levels to nicknames, right? You have to actually be the best in the league to be called the King. Yeah. We have to be ironically called the King. Dave Tyrrell was also called Superman. Yeah, and that's again just yeah. like the goat with Mike Nichols. That ironic. Funny, I don't, that's what I'm saying. Those ones in Superman, that's how it works. Yeah. Gutherson being called the King, who when he's on like the top 40 players in the league is fucking stupid. Um and the so I'd I'd take probably take the Pearl as my number one for player nicknames, I think. Um or Tugger Coleman, obviously. Um uh the 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 mm. Mm, Okay, so we do well. Obviously, the best team nickname is is the Rabbitohs. Like, it's so unique. Uh, like other... What's a packet of cigs worth? Phil oh, that's a strong. Yeah, good, strong, <laughs> very strong. Or petrol uh, seventy cents a liter. As people uh, I don't love that one as much. Uh, what's what's um? What's a packet of cigs worth? Is fantastic. <sighs> Fuck, there's got to be some other good ones I'm missing. Yeah. Um. Yeah, probably is, Rocket Rod Silver was always a good Rocket one, Rod mate. Silver's even though it's strong. basic. Uh, Rocket was just a good one. Bang bang, Marty Lang. Bang bang, um, Marty Lang. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, team. I think I. I do think the Rabbit O is the best nickname. It's just unique. Like, I don't know. I mean, you can fight me on that, but you can also fuck off. I also like the Roosters for the same reason. Whereas, like the rest of them is just gen- generic American bullshit. Oh no, the Rabbit O is a really good one because it has got origins. Like the same yeah. thing with an America. While well, a pack, the Packers is a terrible fucking name, but it's really good for what they are. Yeah. Like, um, Rabbitohs is a great name for, for its origin. Like a rabbito is also a, like it's not a thing anyone knows what the fuck they are. It's an Australian thing as well. Great name yeah. for a team. So Broncos, be- a dreadful name for an Australian sporting franchise. Uh, best player nicknames from outside of outside of rugby league. Um, Night Train Lane has to oh. be right up there. Um, there was a there was a baseball player whose last name was. But he was like his name was Bert by eleven, and Chris Berman used to call him Home by eleven on the on the there you go. on the on like Sports Center and stuff. Oh, I love so, Swaggy P for Nick Young. Swaggy P was a strong one, and he's got and um, the dumb shit that he's got like um ta- he's, he's only got tattoos on one arm because the, the other arm's purely for shooting, baby. That's a bucket. That's his bucket arm. <laughs> um, obviously, there's like you know Johnny Football aged terribly, but at the time it was a great nickname. Um, Black Mamba for Kobe, the mailman. He was a prick, but a great Mate. nickname. Um, big Papi. J.R. Smith, J.R. Swish, the pipeline god, he- the Henny God, baby. <laughs> Henny God. J.R. fucking a, Smith. Baby. It just rolls off the tongue. Hey, pipeline, Henny God. He's the dude. Um, uh, does Tiger Woods even count? I guess it can. Because his name's not right? Tiger. So 
Yeah, um, I guess it counts. If, it, if that counts, it has to be right up there. But it's kind of like, it's, there's, you know, some, there's lots of players. That, like, it's a very much more like, an American thing. Like, you hear guys like just use a name that's not their name at all. Yeah. Um, no, you, maybe you're right. I don't know. Um, also, the, the, the fridge. The fridge. Oh, I don't want Meg- the brick with eyes. It's bloody Glenn Lazarus. Oh, that's yeah, a good, good one. one. Uh, and um, uh, oh, there's got a, there's definitely more. But um, well, okay, oh, well, me- that, that oh, me- me- like, so- hang on, me- Megatron. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. That's that's one of the goats. Is and but the other ones I'm trying to think like so. Doctor J is a great one, right? Yeah. Uh, but then so Magic Johnson, like his name's not fucking Magic Johnson. That's yeah. a great nickname. It is, especially because it's that's the the same as another tiger. word for a penis. It is. Um, oh, uh, I loved. I fucking and he hates it. Like Kevin Durant, I love the Slim Reaper. Like, yeah, but you know what like, sucks? You know what's the worst what? nickname? The servant. Fuck off. Yeah. Ugh. The Slim Terrible. Reaper is fucking awesome. Yeah, Slim Reaper was great. He didn't like it. Um. Yeah. Oh, AI being the answer was good as well. Mm. Uh, I do. I I've never liked Embiid being called the process. Well, it's not really his nickname, is it? You know. No, like, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. No, it's right. another great one. American sports have some good ones. The round mound of rebound, Charles Barkley. Yeah, the round mound of rebound was strong. Um, yeah, what, what's some terrible ones for players from other other sports? Oh, Jose calling himself the special one is the only time I'll ever allow someone to give themselves a nickname. But the special one fucking ruled. Well, it's also because like just the way he started, it wasn't supposed to be like. No, he just thought he was a special one, and he is. So, yeah, worst nicknames in other sports. Oh, we've got Pot Roast, Terrence Knight, and that was a great one. Oh, the, the Stifle Towers are acting name, but fuck Rudy Gobert. Yep. I've never uh, heard that. That's funny. Um, Stifle Tower. I've never heard it. <laughs> it's a great one. But, uh, yeah, it is. It is. Worst ones, though. Yeah, the King is the King Gutherson you've sent me. Like, yeah, but it's the worst any, one. Like, but not, not, yeah, um, no. not rugby league. Yeah, I'm trying to think, like... Uh, fuck, I can't. I can't think of really, really uh, bad. I, ones. I, I pretty much hate all the ones. Oh, dude, we've let ourselves down here. What have we done? How have we forgot? He hate me. Oh, he hate me is one of the goats. Yeah, how have we forgotten that? I love um, that because it doesn't even make great sense. But it's just like how we came up with it. I was like, oh, I got it's my my nickname because like you know, anytime I run the ball, we thinking yeah. you know, <laughs> he hate I, me. I pretty much hated all of the. All the nicknames where they just put their first and last names together. Yeah, the servant is, as you said there, by the way, the Slim Reaper, one of the, the best nicknames. The servant is one of the worst ones. Like, why do you want to be called that? I don't. I don't know. Uh, Mark Sanchez being called the Sanchez was pretty bad. He was. He sucked. It's also a shit name in general. We forgot Muscle Hamster too. Oh well. Um, I think I, I've got a clear number one for the worst team nickname. Yeah. The Houston Texans. Oh, fuck off. Fuck off. Yeah, not great. Like, just terrible. And I didn't even like the Oilers was a bad name before when, too. Mm. And then there's a lot of really good nicknames in uh, the minor leagues over there. They don't they really count, do they? Nah. Um, yeah. Okay. That was, uh, a, that was a lot of answers. <laughs> we have a lot more questions. I th- we, we could probably do an entire episode on this. So let's, you're right. Let's Once you start going and playing nicknames, that's more fun than the team ones. Yeah, like everyone's like Snake for like Brett Shaw was like this is a great nickname. It just stuck forever. Sterlo, iconic. Oh, the f- fatty. Fuck, fatty. Yeah. 
Okay. Angry ass. Yeah. So you go, mate. I was going to say, you couldn't call him the chief today. Cultural appropriation. You couldn't. <laughs> uh, who off the top of your head is the worst player manager uh, in I, rugby league? Uh, can't really. I don't know. Can we just player manager, you're talking about like... like I, I assume he means like all the player, the player agents. Like, or are you talking about a coach who can't manage players? I don't know. I assume the former. I don't really want to talk. I don't really want to answer that. Um, okay. Next question then. Rory Doyle in a game full of nepotism and cronyism. <laughs> who were some standout benefactors? Are they trying to get this like done for libel today? That's back to back libelous questions. Uh, yeah, because you don't care. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, anyone with the last name Walters. Like <laughs> Brisbane right now. Any of them. Um, Lachlan Miranta. Lachlan Miranda. Oh, yeah. His dad, yeah. his grandfather Good built on. the Broncos, as Harry uh, always yeah, no. points out. Yeah, Brett Plowman's son going by Lachlan Miranda because of Barry Miranda. You're right. That's yeah. the king of nepotism. But like, um, there's a lot of good ones. Like the, the ones, my favorite ones, are like Glenn Stewart and guys like this turn out being good at rugby league. Like they're like, yeah. oh yeah, I guess you'll come what along. If, what if Shaq Mitchell turns out being sick? Wouldn't that embarrass the rest of you? Wouldn't it? No, it, it wouldn't. Wouldn't it? It, it, look it would. And he, he is the leading candidate now. He gets an all-star. <laughs> he got an all-stars game check. Whatever hey, that was, he got he that. He played all right. He took a lot of hit-ups. He got didn't folded it, almost all of them. Well, though, look, but he took, but he took him. But he took him. Someone's got to take it's, him. It's about having a go more than anything. Yeah. Uh, anyway, right. Bretton Sloan. How does Joe Tarpany compare to other NRL middles? I think he's pretty good. How many times yeah. have we gone back and forth on who won that trade? We changed. We've changed our mind like five times. No, I think it's been Tarpany. Yeah, it's been Tarpany for like the last for, two for years now. But like, it went back like, and forth at for the a start. While, Barnett was really good. Like Tarpany always had the most potential. Been Tarpany for a number of years. I mean, Joe Tarpany has the potential to be one of the best five middles in the competition, and he shows it on occasions. And he showed it in that game. But I think he also Campo has potential wants, to be one of the if, top five moronic middles in the competition. I think Campo once said to me, "He's like, if you just told Joseph Tarpany that he had to play like Joshua Parley wasn't there every week, he'd be the best middle in the league." Yep, he steps up every time. Our good friend Paps is not there. Mm. When he is there, coward yeah. often. Brazilian penalties for some reason. Mm. And he does, but uh, no. He's still like, I know it's, he's in a weird spot if he's going to resign there or not, but I still think he's one of the ones I want to keep a hold of. Anyway, uh, was what's a big ripoff? Airport beers or shopping centers charging $27 Look, for a big breakfast? Who charged $27 for a big breakfast? That's a lot. Um, it, no, cause, hang on. Look, the airport beer, is, it's an implied contract, right? It costs you a little bit more, but you feel you feel you feel a bit naughty drinking a beer before you get on a plane, and everyone loves an airport beer, so it's definitely you know what, the winner though, here. You know what though? Airport beers aren't that expensive anymore. They're also not that much more than just going to the pub. Yeah, looking at you, rest of the world. Yeah, like beers at the airport are like ten bucks, right? Beers everywhere, uh, yeah. fucking ten bucks now. Yeah, they're not that much more expensive than pubs, to be honest. They're not. They used to be like there was a point because they've they've had they've maintained beers at the airport have been like ten to twelve fifty or whatever for like the last decade, and at one point that was ridiculous. And now it's like I go there, I'm like, I don't even balk at the price. I'm like, yeah, it's a bit of an airport tax. Whatever. Yeah, like on the plane sometimes I like, I think my plane to Brisbane for the last major round of the beer was like nine bucks. I'm like, you're this is a, I'm robbing I'm robbing Virgin. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> can of beer nine dollars in the air. I'm robbing this place. I think it's magic round going to be again. By the way, it's going to be great. Yeah, time. like so I don't think they're that bad anymore. But nah, so, so obviously the shopping center. Thing. 
It's a rip. I, I don't know what you do with this guy. Breakfast. Just go like I know this is a stupid thing to say because you could probably do this with ninety percent of food, but like just go home and make your own avocado toast and like chuck a hash brown in your air fryer. It's cost like six bucks. But I was a big breakfast guy like fifteen years ago, but like yeah, it's not for me. I like breakfast. I'm saying like the big breakfast now. It's like there's so many other better things on breakfast menus to not order. It's like just just all the shit being slopped together. Also, again, you can't. I can't make fucking French toast at home. Or I mean, I can, but like obviously, it's a little bit. It's a lot of effort. Yeah, like the big breakfast is usually just like they cook two snags, some mushrooms, a a tomato, and some baked tomato, hash browns, and baked beans. Like you could have done all that in one pan. Yeah, you know, and then the hash browns are really. That's it. Like if I go for breakfast, I want to do something I can't be fucked doing at home. Yeah. And uh, I could definitely do a big breakfast at home. And and mm-hmm. it can't. And it's not like one of those things when you go to a restaurant. Sometimes you're like, well, I'll, they do it better. It's like the big breakfast is not cooked better. Than no, it's home. not. It's literally the same frozen hash browns you could buy at Woolies. Yeah, everything is the same, and all the everything is made up, and the points don't matter. Correct. Uh, Comanos, if Dre, Snoop, and others wasn't the best ever halftime Super Super Bowl show, then what was? Uh, well, well let's be but- these. But um, like the Bruno Mars one, I thought was awesome a couple of years ago, and the Mate. first Beyonce, the first Beyonce one, dude, Prince, what? Purple Rain, baby. Oh, I meant from like our lifetime. Like I wasn't a lot. Like I mean, you were alive. Well, I mean, I, I didn't watch the fucking Super Bowl when I was two, Mitchell. Yeah, but you haven't seen Prince doing Purple. I've Rain? seen it since then, but it's not the same. I don't feel like I can answer that legitimately because I wasn't like. I yeah, but like the, no, but the the Prince but one. But it's very good, like, it, dude. Yeah, no, it's like, iconic. Not, I understand that. No, it's from two thousand and seven, bro. What? Yes, Prince doing Purple Rain in the rain is from two thousand and seven. Did he do it twice? He might have, but the one I'm thinking of is that the one oh. I saw, which is two thousand and seven. So I thought it was ages ago. Why did I think there that? might be another one? And um, Michael Jackson did it when we're like two. Maybe that's why I'm getting mixed up. Yeah. What so, was I doing um, in two thousand and seven? Who played in that Super Bowl? Like that was when I wasn't even a Prince fan, right? Like I'm 17 or whatever, but it it went hard. Who was I? So, uh, oh, I'll tell you. So that was our last year of high school. I just pulled it up. So mm-hmm. like that was the last time where I, that was the last time I didn't watch Super Bowl live. So I got home from school you, you after taping it, it and I I would have fast forwarded it. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um. I did. I did. <laughs> I did cop it, but uh. I mean the 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 Katy Perry one is iconic for Le- the Les Shark just doing his thing, just having Les a good Shark time. Yeah, just having a good time, baby. Like, why not? I think that I do think this one like one for me. Obviously, I can't really have one better than that. But I can't think of anyone that were better in the last five or six years or even close. I'll I'll go watch the Prince one after this. You will. Uh, okay. Fucking trying to think. Yeah, Beyonce. When Destiny's Child got back together, it was sick. Yeah. Oh, oh, fuck. Shakira and J Lo is also pretty good. Like, again, they're, they're, they're usually all right. They're usually pretty yeah, good. Yeah. I mean, again, there's never really a bad one. Even if you don't like the artist a lot, that like generally they go goddamn hard. It's a lot to put into it. Like, as we saw in, in the one this week, it's even like filmed like really well. You know, the set, all, everything's awesome. So it's just not the same as like the NRL halftime show and never will be or even close. I did laugh at some dumb tweets. People saying, "Mate, imagine what Americans would say if they saw what when they watch our halftime show." Oh yeah, you're right. There's all the Americans are watching the NRL halftime show as well. You're yes, right. that's half the battle. Yeah. All right. Oh, was asked what are Kendrick's best three songs? Well, let's, let's see. Let's, tough one. That's so hard. Obviously. Um, well, his most popular songs, like his best ones, everyone else is like humble. Like mm. right, 
King uh, Kunta. Humble's a then, good song. I wouldn't have it top three. No, I will. Like, so I for would, me, top. Sorry, go on, mate. Yeah, you, 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 uh, well, we could do. All right. So I would have King Kunta number one. Um, I probably have Mad City number two and probably Swimming Pools number three. Yeah, so Swimming Pools is the song that really got me into Kendrick. So it'll, it'll always hold a spot for me, Swimming Pools. But my favorite Kendrick album is still Good Kid, Mad City, even though I think every album since I agree. Then is same is sensational. So I don't know if I can say I've got number one, but like uh, I love the stretch on uh, Good Kid, Mad City when it goes from like Beats Don't Kill My Vibe is the second song on the album. Mm. Then it goes backstreet freestyle and then whatever, out of pre pressure, whatever. Then money trees, poetic justice, good kid, mad city, then swimming pools. That's like seven songs in a row. There's like That's not so many pretty, albums in our good. lifetime where like there's like seven songs in a row like that just go fucking hard. But backstreet yeah. freestyle is the one he opened with this week. If you don't know it, the uh, ring ding ding, that was this week. That's what he's, that's one of my favorites. Not hasn't really carried on. People don't listen to that one that much anymore, but. I'd probably say uh, Bits Don't Kill My Vibe, Backseat Freestyle. And I would usually say, um, I would usually say Swimming Pools Drank, but I won't because you, you said that. So I'm probably going to go with one of the ones from Damn, actually, which is, um, which is a strange one too. God. I really like God from Damn. And it was awesome live. Mm. It yeah. was good live. That was a fun, that was a good concert. It was. Yeah. Uh, and God, it was uh, hopefully his new album coming soon. Anyway, uh, Ben Quagliata, why didn't Cooper Cup take God first in the MVP switch? Please? Okay, Just, all right. Uh, Mario Sieg says, Do you give anyone a chance of the spoon outside of the Dragons, Cowboys, Warriors? A Bulldog so definite to gain the four wins they didn't achieve this year? What? Um, prob- like, I don't know because. I don't think you can just, I don't know. I think people are getting a little bit ahead of themselves on the Bulldogs, some more than others, but um, um, people can have like, like, there's always like, I know the last couple of years has been different with how disparate leagues being, but like, come on. T- a couple of years ago, I thought the Broncos were a spoon threat and nobody else did. <laughs> like when we had Z-Bold, no one thought we were a spoon threat. I didn't think we were early, but like five weeks in, I'm like we're a spoon threat here. And people are like, no, you're not. I'm like, we fucking are like, there could be teams come from anywhere in that, but this year, honestly, I could I could see like dragons, tigers, cowboys, warriors, broncos, dogs, knights getting the spoon. Yeah, it wouldn't even shock me if the raiders got the spoon. Yeah, like, no, I agree with that. Like, I don't think I do think the dragons probably have the worst roster in the NRL this year. Yeah, but I also do think that there there is a position. It's, it's they have guys like like Ben Hunt. Some competent forwards. There's McCulloch. They're like that's it. It still feels hard for me to see them only winning like three or four games. Yeah. So yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't think it's just a two three horse race though. Maybe it will be after a couple of rounds. Anyway, V uh, eight Tiger. Uh, favorite movie, song, and sporting match of the 1980s. Okay, movie for me is very easy. That's um, Back to the Future. Um. Song is probably song is probably no. song would be Welcome to the Jungle, or actually, what you two albums came out in the eighties? Um, that'd be tough, but I'm just gonna lock in Welcome to the Jungle now while I look up what you two albums came out in the eighties. Um, oh, with or without you, by U two came out in 1987. 
as fuck, fuck the Joshua Tree. It's good songs on it. Um, mm-hmm. All right, something by Guns N' Roses or U2 is the, and sporting event. Um, there's not be uh, nothing before the mid nineties is worth your time watching. So nothing. Yeah. So um, correct. Uh, so there's for me like obviously lots of rock songs are like them, but got to put some respect on a uh, on a uh, Grandmaster Flash maybe and Public Enemy. Fight the Powers, nineteen eighty nine. Put that in there. Fuck it. Hip hop origins. We'll give them some respect. Uh, trying to think. Best my favorite movie. Well, I, I thought you. Like- I thought you would have gone with um. I thought you would have gone with Straight Outta Compton or Fuck the Police. They're not. For, isn't, isn't it like a little, like early nineties? From nine. Ah, ah, that album's from nineteen eighty eight. Oh, there you go. What I think that was nineteen ninety yeah. on on the. Day. I, 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 to be fair, I've researched this before we answered the questions. That's why I knew it. I didn't. I would have yeah. also said. Well, there I you go. Well, then, and then I'll change 90s. that as well. Then obviously I'll go straight out of Compton. There you go. What I think that's embarrassing to me, but whatever. I should know that. Should happen sometimes. So I'd probably go with eighties. So like I've rewatched. I haven't done it in a long time, but through uni, I rewatched like every Scorsese I could get my hands on, and I still haven't seen them all because like I couldn't get my hands on two or three, and that was like Torrance were around, but not really around as much. To get me so it's his best shit starts like 19 he's like it's like a gap of his best shit his best shit like is like taxi driver in set in the 70s and then i think a raging bull is raging bull 1980 and then and then there's like a 10 year gap until goodfellas and then cape fear and casino so that's <laughs> I'm oh yeah, if, say, if Casino had come out in the eighties, it might have been good fellas. Fucking love that. Oh, you know what else? Came, you know what else came out in the nineteen eighties that we forgot? Uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Fuck, that's a good one. There you go. That might be it. So I might have to say Raging Bull. Oh no, no, no. Actually, I know what it's going to be. The Shining. Be my favorite eighties movie. There you go. Uh, wait, when did <laughs> when did Empire Strikes Back come out? Actually, that could also be my answer. <laughs> I can't remember. Oh. Empire Strikes Back exactly 1980. Okay. There you go. Or that or Back to the Future. That's a tough call. And other ones I can think of 80s are call. Princess Bride, Blade Runner. Blade Runner's good. All right. We got, we like, I like a lot of 80s movies, but sometimes it's hard to, when you're thinking you had to, to nail down that little period yeah. of, of when, it, when um, it is. The, exactly. The, the sport thing, like, uh, I don't know, man. I got nothing. Honestly, nothing. Uh, nothing. Oh, the Miracle on Ice. Is that, yeah, sure. The 80s, right? They made it. They, yeah. moved, they moved a movie about it. They made a movie about it, but uh, yeah, God, I'm I'm upset. I, sh- I should have known that. For- I did think in my head, NWA first, right? I was like, nah, <laughs> it's, right, it's two years Doesn't later. Matter. It's embarrassing. Who cares? A uh, couple more questions to wrap this up. Six again. Biggest riser, biggest faller for the twenty. Uh, we'll, we'll keep season. that for the previews. We will. D butts. How does one go from the high of the Rams to wherever the Tigers are? You just enjoy the. You look my my biggest. You're playing with house money people- this year in sport, baby. Biggest advice I can always give to people in sport is advice I've always tried to live my sporting fandom by just try to enjoy the wins 10 times more than you get hurt by the losses. It's always, sometimes it's hard, but you just got to do it. It's oh, the only yeah, way you won't. Because like you lose so much more than you win. Enjoy, like, yeah. Just exactly. got to enjoy everything from here, you know? Everything yeah. as much as you can. Just yeah. whatever. Um, like the Tiger season, it does matter, but it's like, you know, after, you, after your boys won, it matters a little less. Ben Qualiata, where is Josh Giddy legitimately in the rookie of the year race right now? Personally, I've been tied third with Barnes, just behind Mobley and Cade. Um, you see, we had this chat on Discord a few weeks ago, and I was having Giddy in my top four, and I was going to slap down a little, but I do think I have Giddy just where probably still just behind uh, Scotty Barnes. The probably of the year, I can be ahead of Scotty Barnes in my. my if you told rankings. me Scotty Barnes caught 63 passes from Tom Brady in 2012, I would have believed you. Believe Who me. the fuck's that? <laughs> There you go. Well, he's Get on the Raptors, mate. So, well, Giddy, yeah, Giddy's he's, ahead of him. 
Um, I've there had enough go, years, uh, Scotty. But no, like Scotty started the season really well, and um, but um, he's. I, I know Mobley. Mobley plays for your team, right? So I don't want to. I don't want to slander yeah. him. And okay, Kane's a vegan, so I'm not going to slander him either. You can slander Evan Mobley, but uh, no, it's. I mean, we all know this. As an Aussie, it's, it's six in. Can he do this stuff? And after we've been let down by uh, Benjamin Simmons. Mm. And we used to try and claim Kyrie Irving. I mean, Giddy, it's like a, a it's nice to see a guy doing what he's doing and thinking ahead. Um, you know, Joe it Ingles nice. did his ACL, which is unfortunate, and he won't be playing basketball for another year pretty much. But he did say when he's gonna retire, and he said after the boomers held up gold at the next Olympics. What a king. And Josh Giddy's taking us to the goddamn promised land, baby. Nice. There we go. Uh Thorson, would you give a coach who finished 11th and added absolute shit to the squad of contact session before a ball has been kicked in a trial game? I mean, we already talked about this, but probably I would not do that. No. If I was the Dragons, I would, because apparently that's something they just have to do. Apparently, if you're at the Dragons, you just have to do that. Mm. Clearly. Couldn't possibly not do that. And I'll do a couple of Twitter ones before we wrap it up. Yeah. Uh, Dean Robb asks, specifically yeah. for Matthew Bungard, who was the real MVP mm. of the Super Bowl? Oh, Dean might be. Dean did a shoey um, when the you're Rams kidding. won. I He did it out of my shoe. And then... um. And then he bought like five hundred dollars worth of shots for everyone that was still at the bar after full time. There you go. Dean did that. Yeah, I see the video of him doing the shoey. There's some, there's some things I can't say on this. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I'm proud, I'm proud of you, Dean. That's good. Uh, yeah, to go. So uh, Andrew uh, Andrew Catterjerone asks, "Who is the dog's number seven and why?" Well, we want to burn the six, which is what really matters. Seven give me, star. give me, give me my boy Avarillo Slim, baby. Let's go. But to say it's, it's Jake Avarillo, right? Just purely because I, it's let's not have Flano. Mm. Let's just not do that. Let's again. not do that again. Yeah, it's probably happening again sometimes during the year. But maybe you hope it, he, you know, we have good enough footy from yep. uh, your boys uh, Burton and Avarillo that it doesn't happen. Okay, next question. One more on Twitter, then we'll wrap the show up. Mm. Big data in RL. Uh, Oh, that's actually another good one there too. Anyway, out of all the players to sign for a rival club in 2023 during preseason, who is less likely to falter in 2022? Uh, I don't want to denigrate any. I don't want to. I don't want to bring you on. Fleece Kafusi. His hair's gone. Oh yeah. Okay. Get him out of here. Jack okay. Howe's coming for him. And anyway, excuse me. If you, if you don't, if you don't ask exactly, I was going to say. Yeah. Nathan says, as cricket season is drawing to a close, can. Matt Bunga, tell us about his hat trick. Yeah, still got the trophy. Actually, um, you got a trophy. So, is it like a, you got the game, the match ball? They Surely. they put the they put the match ball in a, like a trophy. It's sick. Mm. I've still got it. I'll send you a photo. But like, um, so I was an opening bat. I never bowled like ever because you know whatever. But um, yeah, we we're playing the uh, we we're playing like the worst team. Uh, was I like nineteen at the time? And um, so yeah, they chucked me the ball second innings. We we like they're like whatever. Like we're not gonna we're, we were going for outright. We probably weren't gonna get it. We needed like. We needed like four more wickets, so like whatever. So, uh, no, sorry, we needed we needed like six more wickets late in the day. So they, I got two wickets in my first over, not on consecutive balls, but I got two wickets in my first over. I can't remember how I got those, but I still, of course, remember the hat trick like vividly. So the first one was a thick edge to first slip, well caught by my captain Ben Wilson. Um, second one, I actually managed to get a ball to swing for the first time in my entire life. Bowled an in swinging Yorker. Shout out Eddie Smith. You should always bowl Yorkers. Um, and the dude decided now would be a good time to like get down on one knee and play a sweep shot. 
just completely ass long. Yeah, he tried to, tried to sweep an <laughs> instinct Yorker. Yorker. Yeah, well, it didn't end well for him. Clean bowl. Did you um, bowl Glenn Maxwell? <laughs> yeah, what happened? Look, I mean, it might have been Glenn Maxwell's grandpa. The dude was old as fuck. And then, um, um, and then the third one, um, everyone's around the bat at this point. Like, holy shit. Um, like you got around. I was I never bowled. So like this is this is ridiculous. The fact like, like holy shit, Bungard's on a hat trick. Like um, and then uh, just I was like, I just have to make sure it's on the stumps. Uh, the guy tried to prod it away. It came off the shoulder of his bat, looped across the pitch, and our guy fielding at silly mid on dived across the field like um like Warney's hat trick ball. And, and Andy Roy was his name, and he and he took a catch on the other side of like dove across the pitch and caught it. Mass celebrations. Uh, and then we were actually one wicket away from getting that outright win with one ball to go in the day. And I nearly got a double hat trick, but uh, he it just missed the outside of off stump. But um, I hate the term double hat trick, by the way. I was about to say that was my next. We've, I've been in a chat that's been arguing about this for like weeks and weeks and weeks. And it's like, it's just such a grammatically offensive term, double hat trick. It doesn't uh, exist in the application of the word in any other sport. No, no, their their logic is oh, but it's two hat tricks because one, two, three is one hat trick, and two, three, four is the second hat trick. And I'm like, by that logic, a hundred and one is a double century. Like, no, that's different. Yeah. It's like, why is it different? Because you've just decided I it's different. There's, there's small differences. I know, like, say in, in in football or in 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 rugby league, when you score a hat trick, generally it doesn't matter if they're in if they're in a row. So I understand. Okay, right, cricket's in a row. Another one happens. I understand what you're saying. It's not. It's, just it's worth pointing else. out. It's also not necessarily in a row. Like you can get a hat trick exactly. ball. You can get a wicket on the last ball of an over. Someone else can take a wicket the next over, and then you can complete your hat trick, and you're following over. So exactly. I'm sure. I'm sure that's happened at some point. Yeah, I mean, or the same thing when the guys like start the next game on a hat trick. I don't think that that actually does not count as a hat trick. It has to be the same innings. But Does, um, doesn't it count the next? You can be on a hat trick no, next, no, no, next no. fucking innings. I, oh, I don't know if you can over innings, maybe, but not over matches. Yeah. No. Sorry, over innings. Oh, maybe it does count over innings. I'm not sure about that one. But regardless, yeah. even then, it wouldn't be successive. So we're but, right. Um, I hate double yeah, just give it a better name. Just give it a big a sombrero. <laughs> big sombrero. The old big yeah. dick. The old, <laughs> the old <laughs> big He's dick. Up with the old big dick. <laughs> Peter Siddle's got a big dick on his birthday. Uh, <laughs> yes. Anyway, all right. What a, not what yet a he hasn't. To, not yet he hasn't. Fucking worst moment in commentary history, Mike. Thank Nicholas, God. Eddie's career. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> he should have been deported on the spot. And with yeah. that, uh, Peter Siddle, King. All right. Uh, we're out of here. We're back next week. Uh, say goodbye, Mitchell. Goodbye, Mitchell. That's goodbye from me.